0: Hey, Bible readers, I'm Tara Lee Cobble, and I'm your host for the Bible Recap. Yesterday, as we finished our reading, Job was calling his friends miserable comforters. Today, he continues talking to them, and he opens by saying, My spirit is broken. I just feel for him. I've been there. There were times when Job and Lamentations were the only books of scriptures I wanted to read. I felt known by Job. In chapter 18, Bildad speaks again. You probably remember Bildad as bad friend number two. He's the one who told Job that he needed to repent. So now he's doubling down, just like Eliphaz did yesterday, with reminders that God punishes the wicked. This is a catch-22, because it not only means Job's suffering was punishment for his wickedness, but also that if he doesn't change his ways, more punishment is coming for him. But I love Job's reply in chapter 19. He continues to point to God's role in his troubles. He says things like, He has walled up my way so that I cannot pass, and he has set darkness on my paths. These sound like really hard things to say about God. And yet, in 1925, Job says, I know that my Redeemer lives, and at the last, he will stand up on the earth. This quote isn't just hopeful on Job's part, it's actually prophetic. It points not only to the first coming of Christ, which has already happened, but also to the second coming of Christ, which is yet to come. At the last, he will stand upon the earth. We're not to the last yet. But Zechariah 14.3 tells us more about Christ's return, and Revelation 5.10 and 26 point to a future time when Christ will reign on earth. So even in his darkest moments, Job was pointing out eternal truths about God. In chapter 20, Zophar, bad friend number three, speaks again. He claims a spirit spoke to him, and he believes it was a word from God. This same thing happened a few days ago when we read about the first time Eliphaz spoke in four twelve through 16. Eliphaz said, A word was brought to me stealthily. My ear received the whisper of it. A spirit glided past my face. The hair of my flesh stood up. There was silence. Then I heard a voice. Zophar and Eliphaz presumably do this to add more weight to their words and force Job to listen and comply. But here's what's interesting to me. This spirit or spirits that they're referencing in chapters 4 and 20, they never identify themselves. Scripture doesn't tell us who those spirits are. Hold on to that thought as we continue reading because there might be some conclusions you could reach about who the spirit was or spirits were. One of the things that's really important for us to do is weigh carefully where the Word of God intersects with our own thoughts. For instance, I want to be really careful to separate out my opinions of things from what Scripture is actually teaching. At some point, you're likely going to disagree with one of my opinions. That's a good thing. I'm not trying to convince anyone to agree with anything I say apart from Scripture. Are there times when God speaks to us? I believe God's Spirit does give impressions to His children. After all, one of His names is Guide but I'm always aiming to be careful with how I relay that information. Saying, God told me X carries a lot of certainty with it. I'd be more likely to say it this way. I feel like God was saying X, or I feel like God was impressing this on my heart. I'm also really careful not to ask God to tell me what he is going to do or reveal the future to me. Few things have gotten me into greater confusion and error than that. Probably because asking those questions is like my own subtle attempt to control my future and not have to trust God, which really gives an opportunity for me to hear my flesh speak more loudly than God. But back to Job. In chapter 20, verses 12 through 29, Zophar accuses Job of being greedy and selfish. Remember how I told you I thought Job's friends might've been jealous of him? That last part of Zophar's speech today reinforces that whole idea for me. It seems like he's really accusing Job of being greedy and selfish. He says things like, he has crushed and abandoned the poor. He seized a house that he did not build. He knew no contentment in his belly. He will not let anything in which he delights escape him. That sounds terrible. But we have to weigh Zophar's words about Job against God's word about Job. And we see they don't align. These passages with Job's friends are the ones I usually reference when I'm urging people not to take scripture out of context. Because if you were to pull some of their quotes out of this section, you would think Job was terrible. Are the statements in scripture? Yes and scripture is God's word, but this particular passage is a personal quote within God's word. It's God quoting someone else. We have to pay close attention to context or we'll miss what's actually being communicated to us by God. What was your God shot for today's reading? The attribute of God I saw portrayed in today's reading was when Job said, I know that my Redeemer lives, and at the last he will stand up on the earth. This not only says a lot about Job that he could have believed this in the midst of his struggle, but it says a lot about God. First, we see God's relationship with Job even on his worst days. Job doesn't just call God a redeemer or the redeemer, but my redeemer. It's personal, it's intimate. Second, we see that God is a redeemer. To redeem means to buy back. Job has hope that this isn't the end of his story, even if it's the end of his life. Job trusts that God will redeem this somehow. Third, we see that God is alive. My Redeemer lives. So many of Job's loved ones had passed away, but not God. He knew that God was still with him and he would be forever. At the last, he will stand upon the earth. I hope I have this kind of trust in God when trouble inevitably comes my way again. And storing up truth about him like we're doing as we read is one way to make sure our feet are on solid ground when the storms come. Because he's where the joy is. If you're ever listening to an episode and you think, whoa, Tara Lee, slow down. I have great news for you. You are the boss of how fast I talk. If I'm talking too fast, you may have accidentally hit the button on your podcatcher that speeds up my voice. Most podcatchers have a button where you can choose from a variety of speeds, faster or slower. By the way, Podbean is one of our favorite apps because it's our source app and it has the fewest glitches for most people. If you use Podbean, you can adjust the speed by clicking the episode, then clicking the timer icon on the right side of the screen. If you use a different app and don't know how to adjust the speed... Just do a web search for the phrase, how to adjust the speed of a podcast, plus the name of the app you use to listen. Hopefully this helps. I mean, hopefully this helps. I mean, hopefully this helps. This episode is brought to you by WayFM. They're a great place to find your favorite Christian music. What if you listen to Christian music on WayFM for 21 days and see how God uses it to make a difference in your life? To listen to WayFM, click the link in the show notes or text the word DAY to 91979.